everybody, but especially angry Caleb. Welcome back to Pack Your Mics. <laughs> Caleb did not agree with the elimination. <laughs> oh, I mean, he ruined the fish, Caleb. He just destroyed I have the. A banana too. He, he wants a banana too. Come on, guys. There's no banana. The mines didn't have the banana. There are no bananas. There are no onions. There's no garlic. There's no lime. As the man says, <laughs> you can't always get what you want. We are the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. Uh, we are spread all around the country. Continent at this moment, um, I'm Alex. Today, recording um, overlooking Lake Ontario in beautiful Mississauga, Ontario. Uh, also joining me in Portland alone is Megan. Hello. And in uh, Northern California, it's Sarah and Ezra and Caleb. Hey, it's just me right now. Since Caleb didn't want that banana, he wanted a different banana. So sure. So the numbers in California vary; they go up and down. <laughs> Yeah, I can't and, tell you uh, what it's like, but it's like something. Like the Santa Ana winds. Exactly. Yes. Also joining us in uh, Brooklyn, New York, it's both Tanya and Chris. Can you believe it? Hi. Cats and dogs living together. Yay. We're all here. <laughs> which of you is the cat and which is you the dog? They're uh, both a cat and a dog. I'm probably a cat because of my hateful demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dog because I love everybody and I don't know where to poop. Tanya, okay. do you ever... <laughs> You would just sit on the back of the couch and think about all the birds you could kill if you were allowed? I mean, I don't like getting that close to birds, but I do sit on the back of the couch sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And I love making biscuits. (laughs) Just like a cat. We uh, talked about the most recent episode of Top Chef. This time we're we're recapping season 14, episode 13, which I think is really cute because that means there's one more episode. They're going to make this a 14.14 season. Yeah. Mm. Sure yeah 14 out of 14 chefs say bye. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think, well, maybe. No, that um, didn't work out at all. I'm sorry I said no, it. No, it's about, it's about right though, right? Because they're like, the last two weren't eliminated. There's 16 chefs total. I think we had a couple of double eliminations. I think it's about right. Well, but Brooke's been eliminated and she's back. Oh. Oh, that messes it so up. So many eliminations. Yeah, all but right, 16 I can't do this chefs. Anymore. Yeah. Oh, right. Also, well, you had to say bye at some point. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, I'm sorry. I started this math problem. Yeah. Uh, not the math cast. Not today, Satan. This isn't MTV's <laughs> Are You the One? <laughs> Wait, is that about, can you get to the number one? Is that about math? Sort of. Oh, well, let's God. talk about Top Chef we instead. We do not have time to talk about Are You <laughs> the One? I really want to go down this rabbit hole, but I need to leave it. Leave it. Let's let the rabbit have it, because we have so much Top Chef to talk about. It is, uh, well, so first I should apologize. Um it, there's one more episode. I mean, I guess that's great. I just thought this was the the finale, and oh. so we talked last week as if that was the la- second to last, and this is the last episode. And and in our defense, they do sometimes have three people in the finale, and sometimes not. And they, it's unclear how they choose which is a two and which is a three person season. But this is a yeah. uh, two person final, which means our dream finale had to be cut down to a svelter dream finale. Yeah. And it's we still, knew, the, no matter it's what still dreams, I think. Still dreams, but I felt a lot it's of feelings lot of at the crying. end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lots of crying. You guys. One of those. Oh, oh. no, Megan. <laughs> By uh. myself. Oh. <laughs> also, Megan has a cold, so she sounds she sounds like she just got done with all the crying. Yeah, yeah I was predisposed to it because my eyes were already watering. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was definitely like one of those times where all your dreams come true, and also you had to watch your best friend die. It's it's not great. Okay, not die. It's not a. Just, that, it's not that kind of elimination. 
Well, it's not actually my dreams. This is sort of a metaphor. But um, we knew one of them had to go, and it was going to be a sad no matter who it was. Yeah. Um, But uh, first up, let's see. Uh, a couple of the notes from the uh, beginning of the show I wanted to talk to you guys about. One is um, they were doing their like their interviews about what Top Chef has meant to them mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And I think and Brooke had one of my favorite Top Chef confessional interviews where she said, this is the most selfish thing I've ever done. Yeah. I'm doing this for me and to, like because I like cooking and it's helping me stay sharp. And that interview is almost always somebody saying, I'm doing this for my kids. Right. <laughs> that was the first time I think any chef has been like, I'm doing this because I like it and I want to achieve stuff in my life. And I think that is awesome. Well, usually I think what people tend to do is spin that same sentiment. Like, yes, it is for you, but they spin it as I'm doing it for me because then my kids will see that I do this thing. Like, usually they they bring their families into it in a different way. And I feel like Brooke was just saying, like, I do this and and it's about, like, my professional development. Yeah. And it's a really, like, it's a personal decision that I take on every time. Well, and being a chef is so, I mean, like, working in a restaurant, you're part of a team you know, all day, you know, every day and everything's about the group. Even if you own it, you know, you're it, right. nothing is done alone. And so for somebody to go on an individual competition like this, especially in that profession is, you know, it definitely really is a very different feeling. And I, I like the this, I just thought it was really refreshing the way she said that because a lot of time when they say like, this is for my family, the family is like, well, if it was for me, why don't you just come home and hang out because yeah. we miss you. Well, your family does want $10,000 and a seven-day trip to Secrets Adult Exclusive All-Inclusive oh, Resort. Man. Did you guys see the ads for Secrets? <laughs> yeah, we've seen the ads on other shows. And it, oh. It's like, eventually it's like Secrets, you will bone everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> really? Secrets, every That's surface is a sex surface. <laughs> no, and it's great because like it only works if you're the only people in that resort, but I'm pretty sure it's not the case. I am so disappointed that this week's show title has to be Every Surface is a Sex Surface. <laughs> well, you have, you, have like, you have like 50 minutes to beat it, so maybe you will. <laughs> you don't even have to beat it because you're at Secrets and you can always have a buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, and there's Sorry. another option for you, Alex. No problem. All right, we got that option. Uh, yeah, so it's, a, so it's like a swingers type resort. It's not like just like welcome to Jamaica. It's like. I think it's just adults only. Sexy club bed. Do what you want. Yeah, Sexy yeah. Club Med was already taken for upsetting <laughs> reasons, so they had to go with secrets. <laughs> I didn't even think about how dirty that sounds. Wow, okay. Well, oh, yeah. that does change it. Maybe they, she should... I mean, I don't know about you guys, but at least on the ads I saw, those people went to town. Oh, yeah. They were really, they were really happy with these secrets. But they, they also had. like to make their friends really uncomfortable. No, yes. I have to like do this whole thing. Okay, so basically it was like... <laughs> Guys, how was your vacation? There are like four people at dinner, and then like then we have this like uh, I guess like this two person like flashback of like all the places they boned, and like I think that I'm only gonna assume it's real time time lapse. I guess it's like you know for during that so there's like a, maybe like a three minute pause yeah. during the the, the, the dinner conversation. <laughs> well, the they're just staring eyes at each other, yeah. staring yeah, 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 into yeah. space, like biting their like, lower lips and just like salivating yeah. a little. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, it was good," and, the, the, and, and like, like, and the, the friends want to leave immediately. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, yeah. okay." Yeah, Listen. I did not get that at all from the way Padma described it. Well, well that's no, why advertising that... is important. Also, they cooked on one of those surfaces. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I th- I, there's a difference between where they were cooking and where they were hanging out while they were being cooked. No. Yeah, by maybe Tom that Chef. was intentional. I don't they, think yeah. they actually cooked at the hotel. No, no, they didn't oh. cook in the secrets kitchen. God forbid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no utensils for a good reason. Yeah. Every, every chinois is a sex chinois. 
I want, their, I want their motto to change to "We promise we've cleaned everything." <laughs> every you wash your sheets second. seven times every day. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Yeah. yeah. Well, pretty, so, pretty so not sense. only has she won that, she's also won a seventy-five hundred dollar bottle of vodka that she already drank out of uh, tequila. Yeah. Tequila. Tequila. Please. Oh, sorry, tequila. Patron. Drank out of. And. And if you may recall, she also won a boatload of Terlato wine. She yeah. won a season's worth of Terlato wine. She's got a, a, a whole garage just full of their wine. She has a mother-in-law the- apartment built of Terlato wine cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's all that's left there. She's she's got everything. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of fun. She's had a really good season financially. Yeah. I mean But she still only matched her last time record so far. She's so yet to so exceed herself, yeah. I, I'm, I, we've mentioned this before, but I'm always frustrated when they're comparing themselves to their earlier seasons. Like Sheldon was saying, he got the same, uh, the same place he got last time, but against much stiffer competition. Yeah. This time, so stiffer, it's a more accomplished. Yeah, 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 exactly. So he got just as far, but it's a bigger accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, you mentioned he brought Padma and literally everybody else to tears. So he's doing well. Right, well, right, right. Yeah. He got the best compliment ever from Tom twice. He got to throw yeah. mushrooms at his wife. Like, what else do you want? Buddy? I know. Tom, <laughs> Tom's head got so big, probably after people were commending him for that comment, that he said the exact same thing again. <laughs> he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta repeat. <laughs> Tom's got to do Tommy's Grace hits. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the quick fire today is they are, they are in a bird sanctuary um, cooking with habaneros in uh, they, they mentioned it was very nice of them to say that the birds were really loud because otherwise because the sound engineers were probably pulling their hair out the whole day of just these yeah. birds screaming in the background but I, they had to I, run I, off to a local market and cook with habaneros sorry they really ahead. just should have done subtitles for the birds I think that would have also been enough as well that would have been so distracting <laughs> <laughs> even more so yeah. is that food is that food can I eat that yet uh, so so yes, yeah, so they got to go to a local market, and then they were cooking with habaneros. Which, um, in Padma's introduction, she described the habanero as sweet and citrusy, which is just—I was—I just thought that was super cool that you were able to do anything besides just hot out of a habanero. This is impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you, I guess, if you are expecting, if you're expecting hot, hot heat, uh, then yeah, I guess you can pick up some other notes. But like, yeah. it's mostly just she should have just said it's pretty spicy, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like this other gnarly. This is also spicy. They're all pretty spicy. These are peppers. I mean, it's that one's gnarly. I like when they were like, "Oh, it's a thousand times hotter than than jalapeno." It's like at some point, stop counting. It's just too hot. Yeah, Did, Scoville the will never stop counting. <laughs> <laughs> well, they keep inventing new chilies, right? Isn't there like it was like habanero is six, add and then a, a, a or jalapeno is six, a habanero is a thousand, a ghost chili pepper is ten bazillion. Yeah. Like at some point, it's not a super helpful scale. We'll run out of numbers at some point, right? One can only uh-huh. hope. I mean, really. I've never counted above 40. Really? This yeah, is fun. Just, I don't know if you can. <laughs> this is what fun of, is. <laughs> I run out of time of energy. Um, so, uh, also badass was Shirley who pointed out uh, that she wakes up and eats a habanero sometimes instead yes. of coffee. Holy shit. That's yeah. I just pictured her like Iron Chef style, like biting into... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nero and just being like, ha! <laughs> and just like running off Reynolds to start her day. Runs to the floor, yeah. Um, what, so, so, what do you guys think about the market? Was there anything... Uh, I, I thought that seemed fun to be shopping in that market for everybody except for Sheldon. I was so yeah, into sure. everybody being like 
serviceably good at Spanish with the exception yeah. of Sheldon. I thought that was just, and I loved that. Nope. Like you don't get any bites from them about like, Ooh, I really had to brush up on my Spanish. Or like there was just, they just were like, yeah, I speak some Spanish. I'm fine. Yeah. This is a yeah. useful thing for a chef. Yeah. And and yeah. often I think what people do in those situations is they humble brag about their language speaking abilities. And we didn't exactly. get that either. There was no Brooke being like, oh, my Spanish is, you know, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes and speaks it perfectly. On Duolingo. I'm very bilingual. A million on the Scoville sale. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just, I so appreciated that. And I also just appreciated that, like, there was no assumption that everyone was going to accommodate them. Just speaking English yeah. at people, which is usually mm-hmm. what you tend to see when people go into situations like that. Where, let me be more specific. When Americans go into situations like that and are just like, I just assumed everybody would help me at this grocery store. Like, I liked that. <laughs> I, liked I don't understand why they couldn't understand me. Like, I was being really loud and speaking quite slowly. So, yeah, I, I liked that a lot. I thought that was really cool. Is it also surprising how bad... <laughs> Is this, is it surprising though? Like, it's not surprising that they were pretty that Shirley and Brooke were pretty good at Spanish, but Sheldon was like remarkably bad. Like he thought tamal meant cheese, and he knew queso also. So I just don't know how he got that messed up like partway through. I think he was flustered because someone had pointed outside to where the queso was, and what what right. I imagined that happened is that he followed their you know indication and went outside, and the only thing that was there was the tamale stand, and he just didn't even ask. Yeah. 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 I thought I thought he said like he double checked with them. He was like tamal, and they were like, yeah, tamal. And he was like, great, this is the cheese I've been looking for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tamal Plastic. is it cheese you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was also a lot of time pressure. So it sounds oh, like yeah. a pretty stressful situation when you have to because the cooking time and the uh, shopping time were all lumped together. So you had to really get yeah. back there and start cooking. Yeah, that's true. Guys, can I can I can I sidetrack for a second? I'm going to sidetrack for a second. So there's an infinity chili pepper, all right, which is on the Scoville scale is one million. It's over one million on the Scoville scale. And check this out. So a restaurant in uh, Grantham called uh, uh, called Bindi served a curry called the Widower, made with 20 infinity chilies, and claimed to be the world's hottest curry. After more than 300 people had tried it, the first person to finish the dish was Dr. Ian Rothwell, who took just over an hour to finish this dish, including 10 minutes spent hallucinating due to the endorphin rush. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whoa. Including 10 minutes. He took a 10-minute intermission to just hallucinate a bunch. <laughs> That's dedication, guys. He really enjoyed oh. the chili, but wished the waitress didn't have worms crawling out of her eyes. <laughs> He was very polite about it, though. <laughs> All right. Resume original program. All right. So uh, Brooke ends up winning this. So she gets to bone at Secrets. Um, <laughs> for seven days. For seven, seven days. nights. Seven days. Days. Maybe like, more like five days with a breather in between. Yeah. Maybe they have to take a, a break to go visit the uh, public information place. <laughs> to, and then to hallucinate for 10 minutes because of the endorphin rush. Just like, go on a restorative hike. I don't know. Whatever you need. <laughs> really hydrate some coconut water and just relax uh so yeah and uh, uh that makes her three for three at this point in the finale so far so and they and also like very far out in quick fires she's really the quick fire killer yeah she's really the infinity chili of these quick fires <laughs> whereas sheldon it turns out his tamale that he puts in place of cheese didn't taste like much which uh Shocking. makes sense 
Wouldn't it have been surprising if it was like they were like, "Wow, this yeah. is the most delicious tamale we've ever had," and you just I mean, put it in a pepper? It's possible, right? But just not this time. Or the chayote just really brought out this tamale. Yeah, the mush, <laughs> the mush. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Give me more. I, it is weird too that he didn't just instantly go. Well, this is wrapped in a banana leaf. It's probably not cheese. It's probably tamale. I, I mean, jokes gonna be on all of us if somehow people like right like. If there is like a, a cheese bundle right next to the tamale, he just pointed the wrong one at that station. Well, like, the joke is also going to be honest. If you like wrap my Christmas present in a banana leaf, because I'm not going to know what it is, I'm going to assume it's tamale. Well, and oh. also I like that he waited. I mean, I know there was like a lot of time crunch and he had plenty of other prep to do, but he really did wait to do a dramatic reveal of his own mistake. So he's like <laughs> down to the end and like, is like, oh, finally, time to cut open that mystery cheese bundle I bought. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, no, it's not even cheese, but there's no time. <laughs> like, which, like, unfortunately plays out as like a theme with him this episode where he yeah. like doesn't, he just doesn't do things early enough to recover from the mistake. He's just yeah. like, I'm sure this will be completely. Fine. Oh my god, guys! I just realized. So he had been burned by the banana leaf in the in the quick fire, right? Because it hid like whether or not it was oh. the mole. And then he was like, shunned oh. the banana leaf when he needed yeah. it so badly yeah. in the uh, in the elimination. Maybe what happens is that he naturally has really good instincts when it comes to all this stuff, but every once in a while he doesn't. And so when he can typically rely on just doing it and it working out great, he's used to not thinking ahead. But then. If it's going to happen anytime, it's going to happen in the finals, and he's going to pay for it if he doesn't, you know. Yeah, just a a really, bit. it was just it was bad luck that that's where he missed. Um, exactly. I do been. wonder with the fish, and I none of us are chefs, so it's hard. I don't I don't know if you guys actually have any insight on this, but like how how uh, obvious was it for Shirley and Brooke to test the fish? Was that a genius move, or was that duh, everybody does that? Well, um, Brooke had mentioned that she didn't think that it was hot enough. Um, and so yeah. that's why she tested it. And so, um, so is that, is it, yeah, I, I guess think, does, yeah, does everybody think, know that if it's not hot enough, the fish sticks, that's probably obvious. That seems like the yeah. sort of thing, like if you're, but I think he would just, yeah, you would know like cooking with various temperatures that like, oh, this temperature is good for this kind of cooking and this one's going to give you this. Like, so it mm-hmm. seems like if, you know, if you're unsure of like the heat of an open fire, then yeah, you would test what you're doing to make sure. I mean, I think just if you're like, if there's a thing you don't know, test it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that, you, yeah. that's such good top chef instinct, even if it's not necessarily that important in most kitchens, because you bought the like you bought that grill and you negotiated with the gas guy and you like made sure the temperature was right every day. And if you if you screw up the fish, you turn up the gas and then you do other fit. I mean, like this is a very when you're cooking in an ancient Mayan cave, it's a very specific set of skills. Well, and yeah. I guess that to me is the common denominator with with Sheldon. This episode is that he is out of he is like out of his comfort zone in in particular ways. In one case, it just like with the tools that he's using, and in another case, just with the the language that he's negotiating in, and like the yeah. place that he's shopping, and like those things end up throwing him to such an extent that he can't recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so let me let's let's uh, talk out then the elimination challenge. So uh, you're using classic Mayan ingredients and no electricity at all. So also classic Mayan tools um, plus knives because of some hand wavy reason. And then um, uh, you're cooking on an open open fire. So the entire thing you show up and you have just the ingredients given, just the tools given, just the fire given. Um, from I, I, there's been a lot of. Uh, saltiness on the internet about this being 
way too far, like way too wacky of a challenge to be late in the, this late in the season that this felt like a episode three kind of thing that messes people up instead of like taking away from these three champions. What did you get? Do you guys feel that way? Yeah, I agree. Well, first of all, I just want to point out that I didn't know this, but the ancient Mayans also had paper towels and they used uh. a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, they were sponge towels, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, were they, they were trading Ancient with the Canadians at that point. Yeah, they uh, were. Obviously. <laughs> no, those those channels were wide open. <laughs> I mean, anytime. If, I mean, if they were a real stickler about this, like if they were like, you can't use your knives, you have to use these sharpened obsidian rocks we have. Like, if they take this too far. Or like you have to pound your own salt. I mean, like, any, well, I think the question does become like, what is, yeah, what is too far? And like, I don't know. I, on the one hand, sure, I get frustrated when they have to do things like this. I'm famously against that like weird Olympics challenge that they did at the finale a few years ago. Yeah, that was a lot more bunk than this. Mentioned that you were against that. You're very famous for being against that. I run into people all the time who are like, (laughs) I feel like I whine about it like at least once a season where I'm like, remember when they had to do this? This was so stupid. But I, I, I guess I liked that they, I liked their crash course and these ingredients and these techniques, like before the, the challenge started in earnest, I felt like Mm -hmm. it, it was really cool. And it also just gave this depth to their location that I just, felt like we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And I so appreciated that instead of it just being like, and here's a guy who's super famous for having a real nice restaurant and let's go cook in his kitchen. Like I liked that they were, you know, they were like, I've never seen these ingredients before. This is so wild. Like I totally appreciated that. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way. And I feel like, cause like a lot of the time the open flame challenges are like, uh, we're in California. So we're going to go cook some food for surfers or like, we're driving somewhere and then they're like, here's the desert. And then you just cook in the desert. <laughs> but this one, it felt like it was wacky, but for a reason and in a way that was interesting. And yeah, they got the prep work beforehand. They knew it was an open flame going in. So they didn't like buy stuff based on having a certain kind of cooktop. Oh, that's um, a good point. Yeah. And it, it, I don't, I mean, it is a little wackadoodle, but I guess because I like them so much and because this challenge was interesting and wacky, I didn't hate it. Um, yeah. Sarah, you you were also you were pretty sh- sad about it, though. Well, I I don't know. I think there were too many variables for it. I, you know, there's kind of an optimal number of variables I think mm-hmm. you can have for the chefs to really shine and in, in, in their creativity and how they cook, and especially for a semifinal. So I think if they had just had the ingredients as that variable, but then had the regular cooktops and everything else, I think it would have allowed them to be even better and still have that excitement factor but i think taking kind of both of those things away made it made them falter a little bit and so it just wasn't as fun to watch yeah twist on a twist is a little weird yeah 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 i think that no and i think i i hadn't even envisioned thank you for reworking the challenge to be better sarah because i would would (laughs) not consider doing it that way but i think that would have helped a lot and just just to because i i do think like you know brooke especially i feel like got very flustered by just yeah. the ingredients that she just blithely assumed would be there weren't there. And that like seemed to throw her for the rest of the cook time. Um, it did, although she should have known that there were no limes because the limes were brought over by the Jesuits. What? Is that true? Yeah. It's just a thing I, I randomly know. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. That just sounds so made up. 
No, I was watching a show about uh, treasure hunting in South America, and uh, when they find a lime tree, they're like, oh, these are not native here. These were brought over by the Jesuits, so oh. we know that the Jesuits were here. Okay, and so where the do lemons come from? That's hitting. what I really care about, guys. Oh, uh, right. I mean, let's talk about our sponsor. To us. <laughs> no, our former sponsor. Um, <laughs> I, that was, I don't know why I told you guys that. Anyway, so, but actually, in, in Brooke's not defense, they did tell her the night before, no limes. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's wild that she spends so t- so much time being like, no acid, no acid. And like the day before, they have this long discussion of like, where'd they get their acid from? And he's like, well, right, here, yeah. this, 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 and this. I mean, I don't play attention a lot in class either. I don't know. I don't know chemistry. And I took that for two years. I know, so but I they had, like... what is, what's his name? Tower? Mr. Tower? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. <laughs> I, mean, like, like... I think that is it. But like, it could not be it because that sounds like a fake name as well. He just seemed <laughs> Jeremiah like Tower. more charming than he had any right to be. He talked yeah. like twice, and I was like, "I just love you." He told that one joke. I can't remember what it is now. Oh, it was had, so like, terrible. It was, yeah, that was a like, bad joke. Yeah, it was such a colonial nightmare hard. of a joke. <laughs> yeah, I just liked how happy he looked after he told that joke. Yeah. yeah. Should we repeat it? Because I kind of no, don't want to. I don't. Want I don't to remember either. it. So <laughs> obviously, just I, made a leaf I just into remember. a hat. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He just made a leaf into a hat. But and then made a racist joke. Yeah, it was it was totally it was just like a sad, like old old white man joke. It was. That's true. I, 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 my I travels. Yeah. It was I your just, it was your good hearted but very racist grandfather's joke. It totally. was. It felt I guess I just remember the smile on his face when he told it, and I didn't want to like break it to him that he was being racist because he know. seemed so happy with his hat. Yeah, so you just like smile and hand him the yams. That's what you do. <laughs> Uh, everyone who's racist in the street just they get yams from tanya <laughs> that's yeah, what that, i do i just hand you the yams because we're always at thanksgiving mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> and one of those, like yeah the one that's like kind of like walking like uh like like personal desk things you know it's like kind of strapped on by shoulders and it's just it's always a thanksgiving spread so you can always give yams to racists <laughs> giving yams to racists since so, i was born you're like on the subway and someone says something racist and you just whip out a table and start mashing potatoes is that where you mash the potatoes alex (laughs) in a subway or at a table i mean i mean at alex's house they mash potatoes everywhere every single surface oh god it's secrets all over again (laughs) every surface is a mashed potato surface i guess i might be able to use that as a tagline and that's okay (laughs) that feels less terrible than sex chinois yeah (laughs) less terrible than sex chinois i uh I guess the other thing that I was thinking about this challenge just now, when you guys were talking, uh, when you guys were talking about it, is that um, the fact that none of them cooked any cooked something great is a disappointment. And I think that shows yeah. that it's not a perfect semifinal challenge. Well, that all three of them made fish and salsa, and one of those was terrible, and the other two were okay. I don't do think. think do people say okay? I felt like there were some things that were cooked perfectly. There were some I mean, moments, yeah, like like so so Brooks fish on Shirley's salsa, but it was like. Overall, it just felt like a real kind of meh meal for the best three chefs on the show. Yeah, nothing blew anyone's mind. Yeah, no one said that this is the best blank I've ever had on blank. Yeah. That's usually yeah, important well, to get one. I what guess. An innovative idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I wasn't as crushed by it not being like three incredibly perfect meals because, you know, it's ups and downs. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about the elimination. So... Um, Shirley was clear out on top, even though her fish was a little bland. Brooke's fish was perfect, but her other stuff was kind of meh. And then Sheldon uh, massacred his fish. 
But and almost turned into crab. That would have been like such a better call. Yeah. What do you guys think? Had he had you know said, yeah, it's supposed to look like lump crab meat. No crab style. No. Because okay. <laughs> crab style fish is such a bad idea and an unSheldon idea. It just none of that makes sense. And when Tom said it, if he'd been like, oh yeah, that's what I was going for, it was like, well then that's a bad idea. I don't know. It, it felt so weird. It felt, and also that then like that's not Sheldon. Our Sheldon tells the truth, you know. It's true. Well, and he, I don't. He did him. Yeah, he did him. Yeah. And I also think that he would have had to treat it like season it in a different way or do something extra to to justify like ruining the fish so that it was more like crab. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like. I mean, as much as that would have made it made the appearance of the fish make more sense, it doesn't actually create a better dish at all. Yeah. It's still, like, just, yeah, ruined fish. It's still ruined fish. And also they could see it ruined on the grill as we kept finding <laughs> you out see later. the remains of those whole fish. Just chill. Uh, so a lot of the time, like we, we've talked about before, the the judging table comes down to like, what's the greater sin? But in this case, I guess I felt like from minute one, it was obvious it was Sheldon. And as sad as that makes me, because I love Sheldon, at least it gave me a lot of time to cope because it seemed like it'd be impossible for them to send somebody else home he ruined the fish and tom used the word horrible and then also one of his salsas was way too spicy so it was oh, like right. if there was a- any chance of redeeming him it would have been the, s- the salsas were the most incredible things they'd ever eaten but you can't ruin i mean like they even said at the end this is a tough one and i was i feel like you're lying to me tom because you hate when someone ruins the protein that's not yeah that's not a thing well, you recover from yeah, I don't think it was a tough one for Tom, but there were people that were arguing for Sheldon that because, yeah, Padma, because yeah. his... Specifically yeah. Padma, yeah. And, okay. and so Grandma Padma was it. arguing for Sheldon because... No, but one of the... I think it was one of the guest judges agreed with her that um, in terms of like building the flavor and his um, other oh, yeah. ingredients that weren't the fish, he met the challenge better than Brooke did. Well, um, yeah, and that's that is more of a classic Top Chef problem, which is like cooking mistake versus not doing the cha- not doing the challenge yeah. justice. And I think usually ruining the food is worse. That sounds well, like maybe a, a palate difference too, because we all know that Padma can handle more spice than for Tom. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 Graham asked Padma, which I thought was a great question: was Are you like anti Brooke or pro Sheldon? Um, although it made it sound like it was about the personalities, which it may have been. Um, that she was just well, who doesn't love Sheldon? No, it, he's the most lovable. Um, we all love Sheldon, uh, and Padma loves Sheldon because she cried when she eliminated him. And the elves clearly love Sheldon because they did a 10 minute black and white best of reel after he was I went over him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a really touching departure. Yeah, but yeah. but do you guys do you guys think there was a did you did you feel in the moment was there any chance that Brooke goes home? Mm. no i no i i agree that like it became very obvious that sheldon was going to fall for this fish choice that he made and also i think it's it frustrated me because he saw both shirley and brooke doing something after having waited and like sort of made this tactical observation that he was going to watch them and see how they handled the grill and then he saw that like they both did the same thing on the grill which really should tell you like hey, this grill has, like, issues that mean that, like, you know, they're protecting their proteins. Grishues. (laughs) Yep, that's... We're just going to go with that one. We're not going to workshop this at all. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... 
I yeah, I guess it just seems like it, he had every clue. Like he had a whole like murder basement yeah. of information <laughs> about this. Grill. All the arrows going back and, and forth. It's like grill fish. Oh, I just want to do this grill. like rustic like open fire whole fish situation. Even and then just like again waited until the last minute to find out that that totally wasn't going to work. And so I That's just feel like he like point. rolled right into this in so many different ways. And it just, well, so I he, find it frustrating, I guess. Totally. But instead of instead of testing the fish, he saw them doing something and used that as his test. Mm-hmm. But in, but he took the exact wrong thing away from it. Instead of being like, well, everybody's steaming their fish around here. It must be a bad place to grill fish. He was like, I see an opening. Yeah. Like, no I'm going to do what fish. they're I'm gonna stand not out. doing. Like, they don't even yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, and he, he was not that works sometimes. That works that time. And this time it didn't. And it sucks because yeah. it counted. Yeah. 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 And again, I think if he had been in a place where he could control the heat and be like, ooh, started out too low. Let me just like turn up the, like that. Obviously, that would have been a different situation. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not too low. Let's change the challenge to an entirely different location. Yeah, but if you what wait, if you know, modern Mayan. Let's try that. But if you wait and wait and wait, like this is what happens. And so, yeah. It, I, yeah. I guess the thing, if anything, that I'm most frustrated by is just that, like, this kind of like tactical error happened so late in the season for Sheldon because he's just been so stellar for so long. I yeah. sort of, I wanted to believe that he was above making this kind of mistake. Yeah, and I yeah, he's anti banana leaves. I think that was really what it was from this. They just he was he really got burned by the banana leaves. It hurt him like, once. Yeah, why would you yeah. trust them again? No. I I mean, I also I wanted to believe that there was still a chance for him, but when they asked, "Did you test the fish?" and Brooke said yes, like even even trying to hold back her smugness um said yes. It just seemed like at that point it was over for him because there's no you like oh, there's the right thing to do. Someone else did it. You didn't do it. Well, That's pretty hard to come back from. And I don't, I in Brooke's defense, I don't think she was being smug. I think she just did the right thing. And they told her her fish was perfect. So like, she was like, whew, glad I did that. <laughs> glad I did the <laughs> logical thing in a new situation with an unknown yeah. element. I definitely didn't mean that as like uh, any shade to her for being smug. I mean, like she held in the, like she, she had every right to be very smug and she held that back. Yeah, she could have been way smugger. Yeah, she definitely could have. She would if she felt smug, she would be right because that was a smart move that she did. I guess I'm curious. In retrospect, now everyone, do you feel like you actually wanted? Because for me, I wasn't sure who I wanted most in the finale. Finale, I like couldn't decide. And now that Sheldon has been eliminated, I realize that like I really did want Brooke and Shirley to be the final two. But oh, I, yeah. I'm curious if people have different feelings about this because I feel like there's you know obviously a lot of emotion around sheldon going home totally i totally agree megan what do you think oh i was just thinking that that's like the perfect like flipping a coin situation where you don't know (laughs) what you want and so you just have to flip a coin and then like see how you feel when the coin lands Mm -hmm. yeah um you think it's a totally random decision you let it go to chance and then you get angry and you're like oh maybe i didn't feel equally about these two heads Mm. i really love heads (laughs) (laughs) all of a sudden you tails (laughs) <laughs> I I would have I think I would have cried as much and been just as happy with any of the combinations. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I I don't um yeah, just I just feel very emotional. <laughs> um I think yeah, and I no. and I do wish it had been a three person. Well, I don't yeah, know. I don't know what. I mean, someone has to win, right? So I don't know. It doesn't 
But then you're not eliminating two. You're picking one winner, right. and that's so much more fun. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, uh, Bay Area, what do you guys think? I, I mean, I think Brooke going home would have been really tough for me. Um, I don't know if I have any other thoughts beyond that. I don't think there's a bad finale with Brooke in it for me. Are you pro, like, you want Brooke to take this whole thing as, or do you not know? So, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, like, I, I want everyone to do well, and I feel like they've all done that. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like since she's had, like, the this, like, this, uh, you know, this great, like, hero's journey of, like, you know, like, like getting eliminated and coming back, like, I, I feel like that's, that's, that's where I kind of have, like, aligned myself. Mm. Um, but, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm open to being swayed. I... I'm not, you know, I it, I would have flipped a coin too, and and seen how I felt. I guess I feel, I feel generally good about this one because about the way this went because it felt justified. It felt like, well, he's gonna be mad at himself for making that mistake, but at least it's a clear mistake, and it's not one flake of salt. And they were making a coin toss on the back end. It felt like. Well, clearly he didn't do as well this time, and I so it's hard to want. I would love him person personally to have him be in the finals, but like, yeah, this feels like the right call. So it didn't feel like an injustice was done. Right. I think going into this, I would have said I might have wanted Shirley and Sheldon, even though I'd picked Brooke as my winner from day one. The last few episodes, she seemed the least inspired. She kept cooking food where she was like, "Well, this is not what I want to do, but hopefully it'll get me to the next round." Except for her quick fires where she cooks incredible things. But she just had, seemed like she just wasn't being inspired by the food the way she was the first half of the season. And Shirley and Sheldon just seemed like they were firing on all creative cylinders. So it feels like maybe Brooke is super skilled, but not, but just not as inspired right now. Um, well, I don't, I wouldn't agree with that since she's been in Mexico. Like, I feel like in the Olympics. Up to the finale, up, up to the, yeah, the, the, when, once she got out of like, uh, yeah, Last Chance Kitchen, I, I felt like there was a shift. Um, yeah. I don't remember what she made last week, but I do rem- I do know that this week she was like, this isn't very good. It's not my thing, but hopefully it'll get me to the next day, which obviously none of them could be super inspired today, but it just felt like more that like that same thing coming back. Sarah, what were you thinking for? Uh, for is this what you wanted? Is this Did what you get you what you wanted? wanted? <laughs> <laughs> like rubbing um, her nose in this. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think it is. I, I've, I'm taken with the brook journey as well so i'm pulling for her i love that too yeah definitely and and yeah sheldon i don't know i was really sad to see him go but i think if pushed before i knew he was going home i probably would have said that i'd prefer Shirley to move on but it hurts me to say that well i i guess uh uh let's see benjamin on twitter Gave us this analysis before the episode started. Shirley equals most confident. Sheldon is the most inspired. Brooke is the most skilled. Challenge d- details will determine the winner. And mm. I think that's I think that's a pretty good summary of it. And yeah, I think I like, that's exactly I think what happened. I like that read. I think the, and the challenge did determine the winner. So uh, yeah. I think that was probably right on. Um, well, I guess let's do the mailbag and then we'll get into the question of who you want to win next week. Um, well, I just I just wanted to mention that I the 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 point at which I started weeping openly, <laughs> uh, which continued for like uh, five minutes um, yeah. or so, was when because I think it's clear that the judges know that like any three any one of these three people could have could be top chef and then they're. Oh that like these are three absolutely incredible chefs and 
Um, I really liked Tom's speech about how we're all really lucky here because we know what we want to do and we get to do it every day. And, um, and that's the point at which I started crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. There it's is so I mean, beautiful. It's really, yeah, it is. It's really beautiful. And it's like it, it, yeah, this is the part of the show that I love the most and also hate the most. Cause you have to say goodbye to your, your favorite people, but then also, it's like the most pure expression of like what this is all about and, mm-hmm. and totally. getting people, getting to see people live out their passion is just so fun and awesome. Absolutely. And painful. <laughs> and, and like when they were like, they were obviously stressed out by the time constraints and the challenge. But when they were talking to Graham, when he was like, when Tom was like, you know, we're, we're cooking in this cave in, in Mexico uh, without electricity. Like who else would do this? You have to really love cooking and uh, or maybe maybe even Graham said that and they were like and Brooke was like I'll trade places with you and he was like yeah I'd love to do it and Aww. obviously it would be different under the challenge constraints because that added a lot of stress but that challenge for a chef I think of like hey cook us a meal out of we bought all the ingredients we brought you to this cave what can you cook for us I think probably a lot of chefs would love to try that once just to do the thing that they like and so I thought that was cool to see Graham uh, want to do that as well I thought that was really really cool yeah yeah, I agree. Um, so, Tanya, I know this is going to make you just as sad as when Sheldon went home, but uh, due to some technical errors, I don't have the mailbag song. <laughs> Do we have to They'll all sing it together then? Wait, what are you trying to say ding, about ding, my ding, feelings ding, about ding, Sheldon? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I was just kidding because I knew you would not be upset that I couldn't play it. Um, oh, 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 wait, so I you was actually can't. Sad I was, that I Sheldon was... went home. Don't you dare tell me I wasn't sad Sheldon went home. No, no, I was joking. I was saying that this <laughs> is that. It, anyways, my feelings bad. for I've... the mailbag song and my feelings for Sheldon are very separate. I, that, this joke went about as well as a racist banana leaf hat. <laughs> Here's some yams, Alex. Have some yams. <laughs> And I we uh, yeah the the bell has gone awol. I actually don't know where it is. I would so I would ring Chris, it. I, I assume Chris got dragged away by work things. Chris, yeah, that... a work a work monster came and grabbed Chris by the ankle and and took him away. What's so Damn, sad? You, is you, no, there, no tears shed for that, huh? Well, I it, you know I've been crying silently this whole time. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I, I feel so bad. We had him on the introduction. We're like, guys, everyone's here, and then immediately half the team left. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I came sorry. back after Banana Gate was over. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Your triumphant post Banana Gate return was much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, anyway, really so let's, just, let's just all pretend we heard ding, 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 ding. Because um, it's time for the mailbag. So, uh, Katie on Twitter says, uh, "When you think it's the finale of Top Chef, but then upside down smiley face." I am so sorry about that. I feel like we contributed to it, and Ezra steered me correct. And was right, and uh, I'm sorry to have made everything. I'm, I'm surprised. Right. Somehow, um, I that whole assumption was like a fever dream to me. Like I sort of realized that you said it, but I like just did not. And that's embarrassing because I was one of the three people <laughs> talking last week. Like you'd think I really sure. would have remembered, but I was like, oh, oh yeah, I guess it's not okay. I like I, it well, just didn't seem like that big a deal. I just said it with such confidence uh, at the time that everyone agreed with me, and. Um, I had seen on Wikipedia, it had only listed one more episode this season where I was looking. And so that's why I assumed that. And I just love the idea of all three of them being in the finale together. So, but anyway, Alex, that's uh, like Katie. the ultimate, like, 
your professor is going to be like, never trust Wikipedia. I know. <laughs> I, well, and I somehow also thought, well, if there are three of them going in, like they'll, there will be a sudden death quick fire then. Like I, I always oh, pictured it. God. And so like that, I'm glad that didn't happen because that would have been very like Kidding. flippant and terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah and nobody, right. nobody, like, yeah. Given the group horror at that suggestion, I'm super excited that didn't happen. Katie also said, happy for Brooke, but Sheldon, and then four broken heart emojis. And I feel like that is just how everyone is feeling right now. So many broken heart emojis. I also, there's a lot of, and maybe some listeners picked up on this, but I, the his um, James Beard dinner happened recently. Yeah, I was going to uh, talk about that down at the bottom. Oh, okay. Um, well, then, yes. Let's wait until down at the bottom. Pretty I don't cool. know why I said where it is on the document. Anyway, well, I'm going to loop back. <laughs> um, Secrets. First of all, uh, <laughs> Rhiannon uh, said on Twitter, um, which, uh, hey, Rhiannon, welcome to the other podcast. Um, actually, Rhiannon, no? It is. Yeah, we say it wrong on purpose. You, you um, say it wrong on purpose. It's Rhiannon. <laughs> anyway, so Rhiannon uh, was so, first of all, Tanya, she was so happy because you've been missing from the other show that she was so happy to hear you on this show. So um, you've made her day yet again by being back. Uh, anyway. Uh, if you like friendship and narrative storylines and good cooking, you guys should really try to find MasterChef Australia. I wouldn't suggest podcasting it because we love MasterChef over here, and there are often 75-plus episodes a season, but it's really a compelling wow. cooking show. What on earth? That's like the nightly news number of episodes per season. That's like yeah, the that's like monster of yeah. <laughs> TV shows. But it's a really compelling cooking show with a high qual- with high quality judges, excellent international guest chefs, basically no backstabbing or meanness from the contestants, and just excellent food. You learn so much watching it. It's considered the best version of MasterChef in the world. Oh wow, that sounds Rhiannon's really always writing in to tell us how much better Australia is than anything else. I don't doubt it. I love I love the hometown pride for that. <laughs> okay, you I clearly understand a, what Australia is. Will you no, take no, us I mean in? That. We'll I'm move not... there. <laughs> we, t- <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't mean that in any condescending way, Rihanna. I'm a big fan. I just think that uh, I Get just more love- yams, Alex. More yams all the time. Damn. Ugh. Me and these yams. Uh, a Jane on Facebook said, "I don't care who wins this point, but if Blaze gets any more sound bites in the finale, we all lose." <laughs> <laughs> I still wish both could win, and we could retroactively erase Jeremy and Jose as winners. I like that idea. That oh, we're gonna crown. such a great yeah, idea! Avoid the victory. Yeah. ring. <laughs> Jose is just. Re- it's like there was like a doping scandal, and he gets his gold medal taken away, and they're like, "We'll just give it to Sheldon. He deserves it." Sometimes, sometimes there's a thing where we go back in time, and then we you know, we change things we shouldn't have changed. But then there's that, that ripple effect, and then some good things happen. So maybe you know. Somebody goes Maybe. back and kills baby Hitler, and then all of a sudden, Hosea never won Top Chef. Yeah. I'm so Sheldon into this. won twice. I don't know. Yeah. I love yeah. that idea so much. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, just just Jeremy. I mean, even Jose at this point is like long enough ago that it's, I kind of let it be normalized, but Jeremy. Oh, not Nick. Nick, yeah. Oh, yeah, Nick. Nick. Oh, man. I, just, I love the idea of going up to them and being like, you were never Top Chef. <laughs> yeah, um, please pack your knives and stay gone. <laughs> did, side note: Have you guys ever read, uh, 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 like our uh, contributor uh, Drew's um, like uh, post? <laughs> I think I should get more credit for killing Hitler. Um, 
What? It's really, really fun. So, so I think I should get more credit for killing Hitler. I know what you're thinking. Who's Hitler? I never heard of a guy named Hitler. But the only reason you're saying that is because I went back in time and killed him. <laughs> wow. That's really funny. It, it's it's a really fun uh, um, blog thing. Uh, and, and yeah, anyway. It, That's very clever. Uh, maybe there'll be a show note link. Uh, Eunice says, uh, Kleenex needed for that elimination, please. Brutal way to be eliminated. But again, I'll be happy with either outcome. Uh, I don't know if it's that brutal. I'm sure he's really upset at screwing it up. But he also seems like the kind of guy who's not going to let this get him down for very long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it, it, there's, yeah, it's tough that he had to go at all. But, and, and, and I guess it's tough that, like, this was such a, like, physical and surprising challenge and, like, has more of, like, a slapstick element than their more recent ones have, have had. But, yeah. I still. Wait, did we talk about the hat last week? Did I tell you about his hat? Oh, I was so happy that hat, he finally got that hat. Yeah, did we talk? We didn't talk about this. I don't think we did. No. So I wasn't there for it. So I don't know. So, Wait, had, are you talking about the, the one he bought? The sun hat. Yeah. So yeah. there's the sun hat at Whole Foods that he tried on a bunch of times when he was shopping. Like yeah, each week he bought it. Put it on shop, and then he bought it. So here's the follow up to that. Um, his wife tweeted that he walked off the airplane after the first time after his whole run in Top Chef and gave her the hat, and Aww. she took a picture of her wearing the hat, and it made me so happy. <laughs> that's what the hat was for the hat was for his wife the whole time isn't he the sweetest yes oh yeah uh see sean on facebook says uh oh uh, this is this is what you're gonna talk about um tanya so uh vulture has a review of sheldon's james beard residency so you guys may remember a couple weeks ago he won the residency in the chef's equivalent of the magic castle the james beard house (laughs) which somebody on on uh facebook i think told us that that is a good analogy for it Uh, oh so I believe this. <laughs> the internet says Alex is good. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I, it's, the, it's weird. It's the only comment I've gotten on Facebook or Twitter in the last year. It's just that one telling me I'm right. <laughs> that would anyway. be great. Can we get that so Chrome extension? Does filter anything? Yeah, the, the bubble filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, but so, so he just had that James Beard residency. And Vulture wrote about it in a very fun blog post um, with bonus... Uh, content about beautiful alien gail simmons so he sat next to gail simmons the whole time and uh was very taken with her um and her poise and her uh her ability to eat politely in front of people because she's like a professional eater and uh um let's see uh oh he referred to her as a uh in the article as a an incredibly beautiful feline that decided to become a person Hmm, that's similar to our it's not yeah. that far off of beautiful alien yeah isn't that great yeah no aliens definitely have some feline qualities and of yes, course we know the, that the the photo yeah because right where did they come from we don't even know um there's the photo on the blog though of course is sheldon with a huge grin on his face which i love so he seemed to have had a good time um and uh uh although the guy didn't rave about the food the the author I keep saying guy. I don't actually know if it's a guy, but the author uh, raved about, did not rave about the food. Talked about the experience e. a lot. Alex I was like, these are okay. What? Well, the person's name is E. Alex Jung, which is oh. tricky. Yeah, that is first tricky. initial. Um, Could be anything. And then Could the, the uh, uh, my other thing I thought was funny in the article is they kept quoting uh, uh, Sheldon's statement from the show that you can't cook with hate in your heart. And oh, I know Sheldon. it's so sweet. But on the other hand, I think... Michael Voltaggio cooks with pure hate and seems to do pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, really? Is that just... 
<laughs> I, I'll just leave that one there. Yeah. I yeah just, okay. Let's not touch it. Unnecessary like, burn. Yeah. <laughs> completely unnecessary burn. I was just trying to think. I think some people on the show seem like they've cooked with hate in their heart, and they've been very yeah, good at it. Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad idea. Hung definitely cooked with hate in his heart in the earlier well, episodes. I think that's ambition. <laughs> maybe yeah. nerves. Maybe nerves in their stomachs. Well, or like Maybe. grit and like you know like you know yeah. seething determination, but I don't know if it's always. Also, rage is different than hate. I'm just want to point that out as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, Maybe also, rage cooking is the thing they do. Also, Sean points out that uh, uh, from last week's episode, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it looked t- that like Brooke was cooking with a double bowl of soup with ice in the bottom um, <gasps> to serve her soup. Yes, that. I did not see it, and I did not have a chance to go back and watch it this week. So. Uh, I'm assuming you're right, Sean, or you wouldn't have written to us. No one's ever lied to me on the internet. So I think that just speaks to the fact that like you can innovate and not shout about it like a (laughs) damn fool. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, All right. And then last. So, so, Tanya, do you have any other thoughts on the James Beard house? No, I think I was just excited. I think my point about it was just that like, it's nice to see like the, the chefs like, out in the wild like doing their thing not necessarily totally. being you know dead or <laughs> crying right, right. So or, like, like, yeah like life seeming devastated yeah like life goes yeah. on they've built these incredible relationships they have all these exciting things to look forward to and they're you know they're still you know being like fruitful professionals and they have so much more to offer and it's, it's a good I feeling. I do recommend you guys, if you get a chance, I'll put up the link in the show notes, but I do re- recommend you read that Vulture piece about it because the other thing uh, was that it was a uh, heavily Top Chef branded experience in a way, and like a lot of Top Chef super fans, which like, obviously we are also Top Chef super fans, but there's some, some sort of like a gathering like that where it's not about the food and it's not where everyone is like taking pictures all the time kind of takes some of the fun out for me. Um and You're like, just mad you weren't invited. I am mad I wasn't invited, but also like if I was there and I just because like one of the things I like about the diners on the show when they get fans in, they're usually chill and they're like excited to be there, but they're like also going to talk about the food because they're food people. And if everyone is just constantly standing up from the meal to take pictures of the kitchen, uh, like come on, chill. He's a celebrity. Don't make him feel weird. You know, I just want everyone to be be cool. Be cool. Don't yeah, ruin this for us. No, yeah, yeah. hands off celebrity policy is is certainly my my mo. And, and then yeah, lastly, it just like makes me uncomfortable to witness it in the wild. Totally. Why do I keep referring to this as the wild? Just in real life. <laughs> I mean, you do. They do seem like captive animals, especially when they were in the stew cave this week. Oh, stew cave. The stew room was a very low slung cave that they were in. And it was very strange. I have to say that um, that whole challenge, the setting there was so gorgeous, though. Oh, yeah. And that like. That's one of the few times that uplighting has really worked. Those blue rocks, those rocks that were lit with mm-hmm. blue light, looked really good. I thought. Usually, cool. I hate uplighting, but that was that was gorgeous. And then, lastly, in the mailbag, a uh, friend of the show, I guess sister of the show, Julia, shared the NPR story um, that basically stole our take. There was an NPR story this week about um, how great this season has been and like what a perfect time in the world to have this season of Top Chef. And basically, their their takeaway was. It's such a pleasure to see a bunch of mostly nice people really try in earnest to be good at something, which has been our thing that we've always loved. This is like the no drama season of Top Chef and liking nice things. We invented that. (laughs) Yeah. Ours first. 
it's very similar to the take that we have about this show that we've said multiple times. I feel justified in my response, okay, despite enough. your mockery. But I think everyone who's into Top Chef is into it for this reason. Like, I think that's everyone's totally. take on this show is like, hey, this is a show about talented people doing the thing they're talented at. Isn't that just a complete pleasure? Well, there are some people who like the drama. And I've def- I definitely have friends who love the show who hate it when there's no drama. Um, really? Yeah. And I think they're, I mean, obviously some of the elves like drama because they keep happening. They keep putting John and Katsuji together. But the, uh, I think we're in the majority in that we like the no drama seasons, but there are definitely people who like the drama. It's interesting because I, mean, I, I like guess- the tension. Like, I think the, I think dramatic tension and like, you know, w- wanting people to do their best and seeing who really shines like there 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 is natural tension there and i'm not saying that i just want it always just to be like placid best friends club but i <laughs> but i think there's a difference between that and like having like a season villain you know like right. those are those are two different things yeah that's i agree with that i think that's totally fair and it has been i think the npr story was really interesting too because like this has been basically an all-star season like we've talked about a little bit and that's that was their conclusion as well that it was basically these three people from the beginning were the all-stars. We assumed they would be in the finals. Um, it's been largely um, a placid lake of friendship. And uh, we've just gotten to watch them be the great all-stars we thought they were going to be. It's kind of weird now to think back on Jim and how much it would have been nice, to, how nice it would be to see him here. But watching these three cook, it's like I'd feel bad to lose one of them for Jim. It'd be tough to trade. I feel a little yeah. uncomfortable with the... Actually, with the fact that this started out as like a half and half cast and then we we really i mean we blew through all the newcomers now that i'm really thinking about it yeah yeah like what is that does does that feel good to y'all no it, it feels <laughs> like an all-star season with eight if i think about it, it doesn't feel good but yeah. i don't think about it like i'm so ha- i'm so happy slash like devastated right now that i can't think about that but right. at the time i was not happy <laughs> yeah it does feel like they just did a season of all-stars but then also got eight punching bags um and yeah. it does it feels bad but structurally it actually worked really well that it was all stars plus we got to have a long season and there were eliminating people we didn't know when there were too many chefs on our tv and we got to know everyone much faster and it worked pretty well and we met jamie and jim and hopefully they can come back on their own all-stars season and this is the problem though is like i don't remember jamie already like i don't know who you're talking about <laughs> like the guy with the tattoos question mark yeah who won yeah, all of the last wow. chance kitchens except sure. the one bro- okay I mean, I just this is he the thing. Or his, you know, his daughter was a vegetarian, and so he, he gave up elimination. Oh, he gave up uh, immunity. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Jamie. But I don't. Jamie could have been here, but he was too big of a man. <laughs> <laughs> that... Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> Obscure callback to other podcasts, Ezra. Thank you. <laughs> to like three hundred episodes ago, <laughs> on a different podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's all the one person back. who got it, it was great. No, yeah, I, I think I am that person. <laughs> might have just been Tanya. All right, well, so we got to wrap up. familiar to me, but I didn't place it. <laughs> we got to wrap up. Uh, it is a reference to the audiobook version of Stephanie Meyer's least known novel. The host. It doesn't matter. The, the host. host. Yeah, because um, I happen to anyway. be on that episode. Um, but no, I guess that this is this is the thing is that like it it feels like it does a bit of a disservice to pretty much every newcomer except maybe i guess jamie and like what like silva yeah and everyone yeah. else like i know that emily is a person i Sylvia. guess 
and Sylvia. Yeah. But I guess yeah. I just don't feel like I have as strong a sense of like who they are or they're cooking because even when they were still on the show, they were, you know, they were overshadowed by these people that were returning that I was like, you know, mm-hmm. so excited to see and, you know, reconnect. Wait, wasn't with. Emily returning? No. 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 All right. <laughs> You're right. I don't remember these people at all. <laughs> it just feels like, I guess that's the only, that's to me, that's the only thing that like, you know, kind of adds a bit of a cloud to the season on the whole and just like the, the conception of it because at first I was like, wow, that's such an interesting premise. And then really I was just like, I'm just so excited to see all these people again. Yeah. I, I think I've, I'm now firmly in Ezra's camp where I do feel bad now that we're talking about it. But if I don't think about it, I feel great. Isn't it great not to think about it, guys? It's really nice. <laughs> well, so really we got to nice. get going really quick. Let's go around the table. Let's go around the horn and let's, uh, you got to pick one. Uh, Megan, get your coin out. It's time to pick. Oh, uh, let's, let's start with you, Megan. Um, so, Brooke or Shirley, right now, for all the marbles? Uh, Shirley. Yes. Brooke. <laughs> Do, is that how Sarah and Caleb feel? Yep, we're Brooke. Oh, great. Uh, Tanya. I would love it if it were Shirley, but I also have this like bottom of the stomach feeling that it's going to be Brooke. Mm. Wait, is it, uh, that be a bad thing for you? No, not at all. Let me. I will be happy for either person, like wholeheartedly. But I, I there's just something about Shirley's narrative this season that like really has has touched my heart. And I love and I love Brooke's story. And I agree that like you know winning would just like be the complete like capstone on that. It's just hard not to want Shirley to take it. And, and her yeah. and Kristen could hang out and talk about how they're the same people. They're not the same people. Well, but they both lost and then came back and won. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think, I mean, Brooke could have that story too. They all have that story. This is the thing is like, the, there's so much richness to either of their stories being ended by winning Top Chef that like, I can't yeah, pick between them. But I do think there's something about like Brooke's approach and her attitude that like, it feels, it just feels like she's going to do it. Yeah. I definitely can feel that momentum to her. Um, but I, like and i think i'm slightly in favor of just shirley's like the way she's cooking the style of food she's doing and like oh, her, yeah. her 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 voice right now i think yeah. is so clear and so awesome that i i wanted I to be shirley to... by like a nose yeah that's yeah, how i'm just a tiny yeah, bit I, sure. I, 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 just, I want them to do well and i think that's fine somebody I, makes the best dessert in the history of top chef so that's good and yeah. one week, one thing i saw from the the only thing i remember from the preview is pad was saying it really tastes like the finals <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds exciting. Like as soon as the plate gets to the table, like it, this is the finals. This is finals food, which is I like, love finals food. Yeah, yes. no, that's such a good feeling. Totally. Caleb, All right, Caleb. Who do you want to win, Brooke or Shirley? Huh? You want Brooke or Shirley? More, more Brooke or Shirley. <laughs> good, good okay, point. Fair enough. <laughs> do you want Sheldon then? Non-committal as ever. Yeah, All right. Well, are they? We'll be here really, guys? <laughs> to talk about whatever happens, whoever wins, and uh, keep sending us your your thoughts for who, where you want next season to be. And uh, oh, also, Top Chef Canada All Stars released a video on their Facebook page that somebody was passed along, and I'm very excited about that too. Especially now because I'm in Canada and I got to go to Loblaws, which is a real place. Oh, oh my gosh! Yay. Yeah, so fun. So uh, a lot of good stuff. So t- tell us your thoughts on where you want the next episode or the next season of Top Chef to take place. And uh, give us your just one one word vote, Shirley or Brooke. Um, or you can give us a reason. That's also good, too. Facebook.com slash Pack Your Mics on Twitter at Pack Your Mics. And, of course, email us podcasts 
at read-weep.com. Thank you for joining me um, from across the country, Megan. Of course. And uh, as in Sarah and Caleb. Yeah. Yep. So yes, Caleb. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> always ready to go. He's really game for anything. Uh, and thank you, Tanya. It's You're, always great to talk to you. Welcome. Uh, I'm and Chris. I'm sorry I couldn't be here. Chris in a can. Chris in a can. <laughs> we need to find sorry, him a new job. Work, Chris in a can. Uh, yeah. This is the new job, and this it's is the, the good job. This is the new job. It's not always going to be like this, guys. All right. I hope so. Well, we'll talk to everybody next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.